has been such a long time, but it's your girl Lola, founder of Lunch Pail Labs, and you are listening to Lunch Pail Daily, my personal audio diary on building and growing a digital product studio based in Atlanta, Georgia. After taking a much needed break to reflect on some of the events from last year and just uh, Refine what refining what Lunchpail Labs does. I'm excited to kick off season three. And in today's episode, we'll chat about what's been happening this year so far, a little quick update, and my personal experience with AI anxiety, which I think a lot of indiepreneurs, software folk are maybe also feeling right now. So first, what's been new? So I've been going through a transition with Lunchpail Labs. I probably mentioned in even previous episodes started really as a studio mostly focused on no code, then really got really excited about integrations, um, recently sort of repositioned my website and LinkedIn headers and all that fun jazz to stamp my niche. And that has really been the majority of my focus these past few months. I've gotten some cool opportunities and like speaking gigs and API education and licensing, licensing content. Um, but the pace of GPT advancements culminating in last week's OpenAI chat GPT plugins just feels like the killer of the work I've been focusing on when I follow sort of like the trend line in my head. And I think, yeah, uh, def- certainly a killer of some software software businesses as well. So wanted to also just talk through some of that doom, gloom, and anxiety, and also offer some of what I have been looking at for some bloom and techno-optimism. So uh, some doom and anxiety. Yes, there's some some doom and gloom around the niche that I have sort of decided to now more so focused on because of my like excitement. Uh, one of the reasons why chat GPT plugins are so interesting is not too long ago a research paper released i think it was just early february of this year highlighting how language modules can teach themselves to use tools which i remember coming across the paper thinking like oh yeah when this happens that's gonna be freaking wild but it's probably gonna be a while out and chat gpt plugins is an implementation of that um and more so if you really look at things like lang chain and agents i mean it's it's already here basically and for the sort of where i focus on with pre-built integrations kind of yeah absolutely some some thoughts some thoughts there and even more broadly like yes kind of how i see myself in lunchpail labs it's a digital product studio it's what really energizes me is the are the building blocks that people combine to create software today it's like platforms and maybe integrations tomorrow maybe it's llm models or maybe it just levels up to business blocks or or something different so i've been definitely keeping that overarching kind of kind of goal and even in my weekly reviews which even though i haven't done the pod for them i do the exercise internally i have my kind of north star goal and really for the past few months it's like i'm just trying to be the best builder i can be uh that's really my like north star 
and that along with you know living that indiepreneur lifestyle but some of these advancements in ai is you know is it even worthy or like a useful craft to focus on being the best software builder that you could be because perhaps pretty soon even like end to end perhaps yeah like maybe like there there may not be too many humans in there i don't know and also some other things that i kind of hold near and dear building in public sharing in a world where someone can train on you or what you've tweeted or pasted uh, into a model to execute whatever you're doing with a series of prompts like are we going to come back to a form of more being in stealth and you know secretive and i think i would miss out on parts of that community and it was even a sentiment um, a Stack Overflow member had uh, mentioned. He was like one of the top 2% Stack Overflow posters <laughs> and who's posted a lot of questions, answers, and has gotten tons of views that he's probably unlikely to publicly share code snippets. And most of his, you know, Eureka's or whatever are probably going to happen in a closed conversation with GPT. So it's like, oh, like, what will the future <laughs> kind of be in that way? And then even some bigger fears outside of just like, what does it mean for maybe my individual business or the kind of life I like to live? But, you know, are we mm, potentially with a super AI, does it make, are we going to see like a corporate oligopoly on steroids where whoever can play the most to have the like best LLMs is able to just out execute everyone scour the internet for any advantages or uh, interesting ideas and just produce them and there's not really any moats even for like a, a little little small business who knows who knows who knows so yeah definitely a lot of I, I would say those are my main questions absolutely validated by being a lot of doom and gloom on twitter but in my frenzy of last week, because I think it, it was a, a piling up like, oh, back of the head anxiety, like, ah, oh, yeah, that sort of culminated for me in uh, just like a what last week, I did find some pieces that really put everything into perspective. So I did want to share that here in case anybody else is experiencing this AI anxiety. So first one excellent, excellent article that I read on Substack. It's Generative AI Autocomplete for Everything. And it's by these two authors, Noah and Rune. Rune actually works at OpenAI, the company that powers ChatGBT and ChatGBT plugins. And they published the article last year. One of the really cool things I think that that they mentioned that kind of puts my heart a little bit at ease is this idea of comparative advantage and resource limits. So awesome snippet in the article, they mentioned that the example they shared is, you know, Mark Andreessen, historic venture capitalist, uh, historic venture capitalist investor, probably doesn't write his own emails. Maybe he has a secretary do that because his time is better spent doing other things. And AI is also resource limited. 
the author mentioned that, you know, every time we use any of the, these most advanced applications, it's like lighting a pile of GPUs on fire. And in some cases, replicating functionality and in businesses instead of just collaborating and using them and using their pre blocks or their building blocks or whatnot is going to be a waste of GPU resources to do something actually in innovative or interesting um, or helpful. So it will probably be more efficient for the system to have some resources. And if you look at, you know, the, the chat GPT plugins launch, it seems that that trend of modular and composite uh, composability is probably still on the roadmap. I was so surprised to see that they even collaborated with Zapier to launch a plugin when they could very well, very easily be the Zapier killer. Um, but I think there's still like a trend for there. So whether in the future we don't really have SASs, but everybody is an AI plugin, there's going to be something. So that, that definitely probably more competition, competition, probably who knows who's actually good at predicting the future. Um, but they will hopefully still, hopefully it'll be a lift in boats. Another really interesting, um, cool thing snippet that I found research paper led by Anthropic and Anthropic is an AI safety and research company. So they like build scalable AI systems. I don't know what they actually, if they have like a consumer product, but they did release a paper. And in this paper, they actually found that humans using AIs outperformed humans only and AI only. So I think we're still in this AI assisted age as opposed to AI replaced age at least for this medium term. So that kind of gave me some excitement. And another techno optimist take is this tweet that I saw from Sahil Lavingia, runs Gumroad, everyone gets an upgrade. So he like listed how really, you know, AI gives everyone a promotion. Designer becomes CEO, CEOs become VCs, VCs become LPs. And I was particularly interested in the CEOs to VCs, which I inter interpreted as like, if you have a company right now, you can really only bet on one company, especially as like, a you know, you know, even as a portfolio of small bets, bets, solopreneur, like you can really only do one thing at a time because execution costs are still are pretty high. And as execution costs decline, Maybe we'll see more people acting as VCs, launching multiple things within a particular niche or thesis, and how they choose to spend their time will be the real differentiator, or will, will be almost like how VCs give money today. Now more than ever, what really made me excited about no code might be a reality. Living in a world where anyone can easily create software, solve their problems with software, monetize from solving their problems with software and build lives that they want. 
And so there's this techno optimist, I think, chain to look at as well. And the last thing that kind of made me really happy to see is parts of the tech are also really are kind of open. So I've been explore, exploring Langchain, which ChatGPT doesn't know anything about Langchain because it's so new, but it's a framework for creating LLM, large language models like OpenAI based applications. So like ChatGPT, and it's what you can use to basically, yeah, build plugins, build chat chat gpt like applications or things that leverage large language models and i think what first kind of instigated my fear was that oh man chat gpt has like so many exclusive partnerships with microsoft like are we going to have is you know open ai for example going to be just like your access to the to your to be able to like be on the internet um or play on the internet and it seems with these other other models and frameworks that are coming out that are open source even ai plugins which are Langchain, are that's what chat gpt plugins are they're just like i guess a privatized version of that it's kind of cool kind of cool to to see that you don't have to you there are other ways you can build still with these and it's not just you know chat gpt is going to take everybody's life and i'm certainly especially as a one person business whose main constraint right now is time i don't have <laughs> enough time to execute all the things that i want to execute so um being able to use some of these tools i have my own private instance um of GPT API chat that I'm customizing to LunchPail's sort of workflows. And I'm really excited to start using Langchain to build additional like automations and really supercharge my own workflows. And yeah, even in the future, if, you know, APIs don't exist or integrations don't exist or you know, it's so easy to, you know, Toolformer gets to 1 million, it's like super powerful and you don't even need anybody involved in building software. At least I know some Langchain stuff and I think maybe that'll be a few interesting uh, skill to iterate on. And because of these advancements, I think it helps me with the future of this podcast. So I think I'll bring it back. I paused this podcast because it didn't really have many returns on investment for me. It just felt like I was creating all of this thought and organizing like links, but um, most of my audience is actually not on this podcast, it's on like Twitter or like LinkedIn, but with things like Whisper and ChatGPT, it's easier, I think, to repurpose this content into other channels. So I'm excited to create some custom lunch pail instances with those tools so that I can better leverage the fact that I even have uh, this uh, podcast while also getting getting to chit chat. So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I hope everybody has the most wonderful weekend. And yeah, if you're experiencing any AI anxiety, tell me how you're coping. Hit me hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com slash ojabawalola. And yeah, catch y'all later.